the first thing everybody hears would be just the hottest take possible. <sighs> See, hot takes on the spot are so hard, you know? Yeah. It's just hard to be that controversial. Maybe that just means we're not built for content. We're not built for the content game. That's a hot take. Cold open. Cold open. Listen, sister, I don't dance. And I can't take time out now to learn. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. We're more like treasure protectors. Who's scruffy looking? They're going to hate us at the beginning, but we'll get them in the air. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. Joining me today from across the internet, my co-host, Sean Mackey. Sean, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Ready for this movie, dude. So good. America, USA. Some little bit of movie talk going on. Also joining us from across the internet, our other good friend, the ever uh, ever ready to record podcasts, <laughs> Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, how's it going in uh, in the, the the hotbed of coronavirus, New York? The epicenter. It's good. Um, we figured out how to look at each other now, so I'm looking at you and Sean. It adds a whole new dynamic we looking have, at each other. We all have beards. The so quarantine beards going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Full blown quarant full blown quarantine beards. It's a good time. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing locks for love with my beard. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anybody wants that here. Well that's the beauty of a podcast being an audio only format is that uh people can't see your beard, so we can just describe how long and yep. voluminous yeah. it is. It's like Ben Roethlisberger's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're talking <laughs> We're talking Duck Dynasty levels of uh, beardum here. Oh, jeez. He's got braids in it. Beads. Getting the beard Food. oil in. Daily. Dead animals. <laughs> when I was on vacation with my family in Bermuda like 10 years ago, we were on this beach, and I was riding this wave, and I ran into this. There were all these rocks in the water, these giant boulders, and I ran into this boulder. And I was like bleeding, and I came out of the water. Oh my gosh! And the the person that directed me to the lifeguard stand was this Rastafarian dude, and he had one gigantic dreadlock in his beard. Oh, nice! And at the bottom, at the bottom of it was this gigantic clump, and it looked like he literally looked like he had a dead mouse hanging. Wow, that's awesome! Not the popular uh, dubstep DJ dead mouse, but he did a masterclass, like a, like a rat-sized dreadlock in his beard. Oh my gosh! He saved your life. That's gross. So Rudy's beard is not quite to that level, but close. We're getting there. Yeah. So guys, uh, what have we been? Uh, what have we been streaming from quarantine these days? Hold you over. Watching a lot of Disney Plus classics. Disney classics. This is also a Disney movie. Back down memory lane. Yeah. Also, there's a really good um, series on Netflix called The English Game. Um, soccer uh for american speak but uh yeah it's a, it's a good football <laughs> football tv series by the um writer of downton abbey wow nice. no offense and you, that you gotta mention like that would be the worst show ever <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's, it's good. like the opposite football. of what i'm looking Rudy, for right now don't be so american <laughs> yeah you're probably watching oh, tiger king over there i'm getting all american yeah tiger king <laughs> Have you guys watched Tiger it's, King? No, but it's one of those shows where like you don't have to watch it. It's just you know, 
by being an American and being in quarantine, like I already know everything about it, like from social media and stuff. And having internet access. I don't know, man. 2020. It's a very weird, weird time to be alive in that if you don't get the chance to see something or watch something, you can kind of piece together whatever the story may be through the memes that come as a, come as a result of it. Yeah, you just never so have to I, watch it. I, too, have not seen a, a single minute of Tiger King, but like you're saying, I kind of feel like I've pieced together a pretty good uh, understanding based on memes. You got the gist. The memeology of it. Yeah. Get the vibe. Get the vibe. I've been watching this show on Amazon called The Expanse. The Expanse. Is that that sci-fi one? It was billed as Game of Thrones in space. Yeah. Dude, sci-fi. That's Is it rad? It's uh, it's definitely a sci-fi sci-fi show. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm when I'm watching and I'm just like a massive dork who's watching <laughs> like Star Trek. And so I only take it in Trek small doses because sometimes it it occasionally gets a a little too uh, sci-fi e. You know? Yeah. Like the season I'm in, so I think it started out and it was on one of these like ABC or CBS or streaming streaming platforms that they're trying to get going one of the s's yeah one of the one of the bs's and uh it eventually moved to um sci-fi the sci-fi network and i think i'm on the season it was there for one season and right now i'm on the season where it was in on the sci-fi network so it's extremely like cheesy and lame that high cheese factor Uh, yeah so then the next season i think was the first season that amazon had owned it and had (laughs) control of it control over it so I'm kind of hoping that by the next season it comes back around. They but. do good stuff, yeah. I'm actually also, I just started an Amazon series. I started The Tick. Yeah, you've been big on those Amazon Ooh, shows. Did you guys watch that one? I haven't seen that one. It's really fun. It's like it's like a superhero, but it's like... It's more of a comedy, right? It's so weird. It's like one of those superhero movies where it's just like around normal people. <laughs> so it's like, they're, it's like it's, it's focused on this one guy whose dad got wiped out by these superheroes like getting owned by this villain and the kids like trying to you know figure out how to stop the villain or whatever but it's like the like the main superhero is like this airhead who's just like jacked and impenetrable basically <laughs> and it's like pretty funny like he's the he's the tick yeah. and he's just got like these two antennas on his head that are always like constantly like moving i hate like, ticks without him even like paying attention so yeah would recommend for sure Glowing review from Rudy. I'll have to check it out. On the tick. It's on the table. Going back to the expanse, I feel like that's like one of the only examples of three different networks taking on a show. Like that's pretty crazy. CBS, sci fi, and then it gets shipped off to Amazon Prime. <laughs> they've kept it alive. <laughs> like what, what are they it, trying to do? They've kept it alive. Is there just some really good IP going on that they can't just reboot something? <laughs> It keeps getting sold in like packages. <laughs> I think the premise of it's constantly being built, like I said, it's constantly being built as Game of Thrones, but in space. And I think that premise in and of itself is enough for people to like buy in and think that there's some, you know, some value to recoup from having that IP. But <laughs> see, I don't get why we don't get more of that. Like, why don't we get more like, you know, Red Dead Redemption in space? I know it's not a movie, but you know. The Magnificent they, Seven in space. They should do a red. <laughs> you know, Ocean's Eleven in space. They should. Do I've a had red that take for a long time. You can remake every single movie as uh, 
space movie. <laughs> That's true. When we uh, when this po- podcast like really goes viral and explodes and we're making millions of dollars, we'll do that right after we uh, we retcon Leo and Brad into just gonna say, Goodwill Hunting. I'm yeah. not going to let you forget. We'll do after that. We'll do Goodwill Hunting in space. <laughs> we only do movies as reboots in space. <laughs> We'll we'll call it a space boot productions. Space yeah. boot. I'll have to have to edit this all Tra- out so trademark. no one steals the ideas. Yeah, trademark that. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of the future, <laughs> talk about Sony for a second. Sony Pictures. We made a group decision to not discuss coronavirus from a scientific standpoint because we would either end up <laughs> sounding like idiots or. Actually, no, there's only one result where we, we end up sounding like complete morons. So we've, we decided, though, it's okay to talk about the effects of coronavirus. Effects, like, how, yeah. for instance, Sony pushing back their pretty much their entire slate of movies. All right. Are you guys, uh, I know both of you were pretty amped to see the upcoming Jared, Jared Leto starring uh, superhero <laughs> flick Morbius. Morbius. Oh, yeah. It was on my list, dude. When I think of that name, I think, like, he's morbidly obese. Like, morbidly <laughs> obese Morbius. It's, like, just a super fat guy. He That was when he played in some movie where he put on a ton of weight and got really fat. Oh, really? What was that called? Go to the Googs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, he, like, lost a bunch of weight, right, Sean? Him and Matthew McConaughey, yeah. McConaughey was just, like, a skeleton, but I'm pretty sure he was also, like, really skinny. You could see, like, his backbones and stuff. Yeah, I think they both lost a ton of weight. He went another desert uh, solace. <laughs> Didn't eat any food. <laughs> just came go to back. the desert for 12 days. He probably came back when that movie was filmed and Donald Trump was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I wonder how yeah, these actors, I, like, handle the skin stretch that takes place like chris uh was it christian bale and he like goes from being batman to being the machinist and back it's like it's yeah. kind of do damage on that skin gotta think there's a lot of stretch marks there yeah what you got elijah anything on that obese? Uh, i can't find it <laughs> must must have been it's that. killing me it i know it movie, i know it uh, exists I have an image of fat Jared Leto burned into my mind. Maybe it was just a dream. So I know it's there somewhere. Maybe Maybe. he was wishing that on him or something. Oh, that could be. Nope, found it. Chapter 27. Look it up on Wikipedia. Literally the poster on Wikipedia is fat Jared Leto. What was it? What was it? He is a, he's a big boy. It's about uh, the murder of John Lennon by Mark David Chapman. Look at that. Wow. He gained 67 pounds. Oh, my gosh. That's got to really do stuff that's, something to like your mental health, too, right? That's some, that's some serious weight. Dang. <laughs> this is turning into a Jared Leto podcast, yeah. only. We are pro-Jared Leto podcast. Very pro-Jared every, every opening segment, we're only talking about Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't know that I would say I'm pro-Jared Leto. No? I'm kind of neutral. I think I'm actually, I'm actually out on Jared Leto. Wow. Not down. I've only seen him in probably like two or three movies, so I can't really form a basis. And I think he's good. He just give, he just gives off like weird vibes. Weird vibes only. I don't know. Yeah, hashtag yeah. weird vibes only. Not not for me. Not my scene. Well, he's never gonna come on the podcast know. now. So, of uh, any of these other delayed movies, uh, bum you guys out. 
I mean, there's a Minions, Minions, Minions tentpole summer flick that got a uh, postponed. Not the Minions. Uh, I mean, Elijah, are you are you upset about Fast Fast and Furious? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really. It's like the kombucha uh, kombucha meme girl. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel. I still like. I'm not sure how I feel about. The post Paul Walker Fast and Furious movies. Mm, okay. The the um the last one, Fast Eight, while being uh entertaining at times, was slightly um I don't know. Just the bar was set so high with that after that Paul Walker montage at the end of Fast Seven. Yeah. It's like where are you gonna go from there? The move would have been to wrap it up. Can't do that. But he's a. they're keeping keeping on keeping on so i respect the uh determination but uh i don't know i don't know how i how i feel about it so yeah i think the the big takeaway is that this doesn't really affect much (laughs) (laughs) no offense sony well there's i mean so a lot of other movies like all the marvel movies i think a lot of people are viewing this news as rather than being you know a bummer because of the movies that Sony has coming, but more of like a uh, harbinger of what could be to come with the other studios as well, with Disney and Warner Bros. and Paramount. Like the good movie Christopher studios. Nolan has Tenet coming out this summer. If that gets postponed, um, yeah. and maybe they're saying like, what if that gets postponed and pushed into December? How is it going inter- to inter- impact all those other movies? My number one movie I'm looking forward to, Dune, is coming out in December Ooh. as well. But if all these other movies yeah. are coming out at that time, is Dune going to get pushed back? And just sort of like the domino ripple effects yeah. of this happening are probably more interesting than the actual movies that are being pe- postponed in and of themselves. Yes. Yo, yeah. that December is going to be so lit with, we got James Bond coming fun. out. Or I guess it's November. Dune. November. It's just going to be. Can you imagine a back a back to back of James Bond, Dune, and Tenet at the same time? Ooh. Yo, that would be that would be amazing, but it would also not probably help their box office. We're, t- we're talking a full Saturday yeah. of just camping out at the movie theater. <laughs> back to back to back. I don't know. We'll see. Top Gun still hasn't moved, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Will a bunch of movies that come out in the fall and winter be moved too because they don't want to be right? They don't want to be competing. Yeah. Yeah. In the box office. So, or if they all just come out at once, it could be really awesome. Like a renaissance, a movie's renaissance. For, for the fan. Yeah. I mean, maybe because because we're having this long break where nothing's going to come out, maybe it's going to sort of lead to like a, a backup of, of amazing movies that all come out at the same time. And yeah. It could be the great movie winter of 20. 21 yeah. the golden age it'll be interesting though because a lot of these movies are, are halting production um that are sort of going to come out next year so it might all equal out yeah where they're delaying production and then but yeah who knows it's it's terrible yeah. um speaking of terrible things can we go over to the uh <laughs> The damage control section of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Up next, we're going to introduce our new segment. It's going to be called Damage Response Control. Well, this is going to be the segment where we correct any mistakes that we may have uh, made in the last podcast in stating our facts. 
or our details on things. <laughs> Both Sean and I felt pretty good coming off of last week regarding our performance. But Rudy was texting me the next day, absolutely distraught yeah. over his yeah. reputation being damaged. So we're going to give Rudy the floor for a couple of seconds to profusely apologize over the most egregious screwed up fact that he dropped on the last episode, it was, Rudy. It wasn't what, are you, that it was what are you so beaten up over? It was it was the fact that it was something so close to my heart. Okay, Let's, if the, I hope this is a segment that we don't have to do often. <laughs> but <laughs> last week, when describing the scene in Goodwill Hunting, where Robin Williams is uh, how he missed the baseball game to see about a girl, I said that the home run hitter was Bucky Dent hitting a game winning home run. Bucky Dent was a Yankee who hit a game-winning home run against the Red Sox <laughs> in 1978 in the tiebreaker game. Oh, my game. goodness. So kind of, after ruminating yeah. on it for a couple days, <laughs> thinking about the mistake, <laughs> you know, it kind of it's like a nice little jab to Red Sox fans, but uh, it was really stupid. Carlton Fisk was the one who hit the game-winner in 75 against the Reds. So, uh, yeah. That's not even close to Bucky Dent. Not even close. And t- the opposite teams, it's like the opposite. It's like saying the opposite, so... Thank you for this platform to apologize. <laughs> so everyone, uh, please take to social media to publicly shame Rudy for this <sighs> egregious mistake that literally nobody else noticed except for Rudy. <laughs> Glad I got that off my chest. It's because almost nobody watches baseball. <laughs> yeah, we were getting uh, we were getting going to get canceled by social media because of that mistake. Yeah. But true, yeah. if we didn't apologize. All right. I think it's about that time, boys. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for it for an entire week. A week and a day, actually, probably, by the time this comes out. Future movie of the week. (laughs) The Kurt Russell Vehicle. Filmed on Disney. You can watch it now on Disney+. Plus. Go back and watch it. Pause this podcast and come back to listen to us talk about it. The one, the only, Miracle. times i got Looking chills the right watching this movie it was like four times where i just like wrote down <laughs> goddamn like this oh, scene yeah. chills <laughs> chills dude okay well that that's good we're gonna go in we're gonna start out with our uh what is what in your mind is the best thing about this movie you gotta pick just one sean let's hear it i just love all of the you know perseverance of the players the speeches the the suicides till they're almost throwing up the um just pain and gain. Um, just loving all that. Love the American nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Love Kurt Russell just giving those speeches to the boys. <laughs> just one thing. Um, <laughs> and I just said five things. So. <laughs> That's the type of movie it was. That's okay. You're giving... The team You're one. saying the vibe, yeah. the momentum. The camaraderie. All right. Yeah. I feel you. Rudy, if you could only pick one, I know you know you I could, could probably, probably give five I'm going to well. give two because I can't yeah. give one. Um, the two biggest chills I think I got was actually so it is one it's the same scene it's where they're doing the suicides at after the game against i think was it poland or i think it was poland right, or norway this will be in the again the disaster zone <laughs> next week <laughs> but anyway damage um, control, damage control yeah. <laughs> um they're doing the suicides and they're talking and kurt russell says you know the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back major chills moment and then 
even bigger chills, like where I was fighting back tears of joy. You know, the whole movie, they're like, oh, I play for Boston College, or oh, I play for like University of New Hampshire, yeah. or oh, I play for blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Mike, you're zoning. And then Coach Herb's like, who do you play for, son? He's like, I play for the United States of America. That right there is like, <laughs> I had to pause Let's it for go. a second. Rudy ran yeah, through a brick time. wall after that scene. Yeah, how about you, Elijah? 50 win sprints. I think you got to go. I mean, the obvious answer is Kurt Russell, just like the performance of a so. lifetime. The accent Dude. is good, surprisingly. He sticks with it the whole movie. He's got that Midwest, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota accent going on for the entire movie. It doesn't, there's never really any scenes where it's like dropping off, which to <laughs> me was very remarkable. He handles all the speeches, he gets the right tone in. Um, just the performance, I think, is just that's that's the key. And I think maybe not for most people, but for me, when I think of Kurt Russell, I think of and Miracle. Kurt that's Russell right at take right now. Um, so. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell is Let's John Gruden in this movie. That's who he's actually playing. <laughs> yes. He's got the same accent. He's just like it's all about sports to him. Like John Gruden's like a football guy. Like Big he doesn't have a, he doesn't sit down for a meal with somebody without talking about football. Her her Brooks is the same way. Like he is all about hockey. Like. <laughs> I, there was a scene where, like, the wife, they're sitting down at dinner, and he's, like, looking at plays or whatever, and the wife look, turns on the TV, and they're talking about the Iran hostage crisis, and, like, Herb looks around. <laughs> he's she's not like, phased. Honey, look. <laughs> he looks around, he's like, and you could tell in his face, he's like, I do not care at all about this. Like, <laughs> all I care about is the hockey team that I'm <laughs> Who am I going to cut? So I just thought it was John Gruden move. I guess I could see that comparison. I feel like he even yeah. talk, talk kind of like him. He's like, because they kind of have that weird, like, mid northern middle of the country like not not that that's a weird accent but just like you know here's a guy like here's a quarterback that i'm just i could get behind (laughs) there was a there was a part where he said quarterback like hey uh o'callahan you're the quarterback on this play (laughs) it's like that's john gruden i feel i feel like he's more for me i felt like he was more like bill belichick just like in his do your job tv interviews yeah he was just sort of like yeah this is the team. Nobody talks to the team. Yeah, I, I, it's all about me. I actually heard that. Uh, I was looking up some facts, and I heard that the players said that that Herb Brooks in real life wasn't as nice as Herb Brooks in the movie. <laughs> they said they. Oh wow! They said they didn't actually get together for things. Like he never called them by nicknames or anything. He was even meaner. Apparently, one the one thing with these movies like this is there's always going to be some sort of level of uh, poetic liberties being taken. That sort of. Um, adjust the movie so to me that's always the biggest thing with sports movies is that they they play with your emotions to try and get you even more amped up than you would be but i think a lot of times that you could just it's kind of like it's kind of like when they're adapting a book to a movie and they add all these little things in and change all these things like no people don't want to see that they just want to see the book as a movie like just show me the actual things that happen i know it might not be as like narratively intriguing and yeah. in depth but i want to know what actually happened like did this actually so the whole time you're Facts. watching the movie you're like did this actually happen did this actually happen and then afterwards you get done and you're looking up articles on <laughs> miracle fact or fiction like <laughs> right. stuff like that and i think to me that's more that was if i had to factor something in as my See, least favorite part of it did, did that, you look into what was fiction that. because i because i kind of was reading some things and it seemed like a lot of it was pretty close actually like yeah it could be that we just are so sports deprived right now that like it doesn't matter how intense it is it's like <laughs> wow look at that puck moving man just, oh, yeah like none sports. of us really watch hockey but we're all just like mesmerized by 
oh yeah, scoring points. Like remember when we used to do that? And <laughs> that was <laughs> one of my notes in the favorite things category. Is I do love I do love how this movie. Like, you know, most most sports movies, they lead you up to, like, one game, and it's like, this is the game. And that while this has an aspect of that, you are getting these underdog against the big dog victories, like, yeah, along the way. Goliath. What's better than one one underdog victory? <laughs> like, four underdog well, victories. Well, isn't that amazing, too? Like, we could talk, I think we should talk about, like, the real team for a second. That, te- like, it was real that the NHL All-Star team played against the Soviets and lost, like, 10 nothing. And then, and then yeah, shortly thereafter, this team of you know kids basically—they're all twenty-one. The average age was twenty-one, and they just go and and beat these guys. But uh, you know, yeah. and and I thought it was funny because like the big game that they're leading up to is like not even—it was just a qualifying game. It wasn't even the gold the medal game. Gold medal you know? game. Yeah, it wasn't even the gold medal so. game. Yeah, I loved how it was sort. I mean, I'm not a huge hockey fan. Um, I mean, I, I like watching it if it's like the Olympics or NHL playoffs, but, um, it really, uh, most of the movie, you didn't really watch the game. It was just a lot of the chaos in the game. Um, you weren't watching a lot of plays. You were going back and forth with, um, Herb and it was just sort of, you know, anybody could pick up and they wouldn't even understand certain hockey terms and you could just pick it up. So I liked how approachable it was. Fall along pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I really had like a, Thing that I hated about the movie, I the one, really the only thing that I thought was kind of weird was that scene where O'Callahan, like right after he busts up his knee, he's like, uh, I think they're in oh, yeah. Lake Placid, and he's on the ice with crutches. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> there is no way you're going on the ice with crutches. Like, you're gonna wipe out. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not the move. Yeah. If I had to one pick one thing that was really my least favorite thing was this movie, like really hit me with the reality that the Olympics, the summer Olympics are not happening this year. Oh yeah. Bummed me out. Incredible. I love the Olympics so much. They're one of my like favorite things. So sad. And so now, I mean, we don't know obviously what that's going to look like next year, but, um, it was supposed to be slated for this summer and now we're not getting this summer. So that was probably my least favorite thing is how this movie like (laughs) hit me in the face with the reality that I had to wait another year for (laughs) the Olympics. They should just move up the Winter Olympics to this. Ah, there's there's a thought. <laughs> no, get Mike Tarico on the phone. Speaking of announcers, dude, that was how sick was the Al Michaels cameo? Like, did you guys notice that? Al that was Michaels. definitely one of my uh, big positives of the movie. Not only did they get, not only did they get Al Michaels to you know redo the voiceover for some of these games call some of these games but the the way that it seamlessly transitioned to the actual al michaels you believe in miracles call at the end of the game that to me is just like an incredible moment somewhere there was a smart person that was like no No. we gotta have out we gotta have the original call play and they just so seamlessly transition it into that to me i was watching the scene and you're ready for it and then it hits you and it's so perfect some other positives I noticed about some other things that I uh, oh, I took out as big pluses. Um, the quote, the legs feed the wolf. Yeah, great, yes. great quote. Great quote. The legs I started feed using the wolf. that in the office recently. <laughs> Come on, guys. The legs feed the wolf. No, this, this project is essential, guys. We've got to keep powering through it. Everybody knows the legs feed the wolf. Uh, can we talk about eyebrows for a second? 
Do you know where? Do you know where I'm going? Uh, you with know, this? you know, I'm you know, I'm always down to discuss some eyebrows. No, I don't. I have no idea where you're going. Uh, you don't. Let's hear some eyebrow talk, dude. The coach, Sign me on up. The, the coach on the Soviets had some killer eyebrows. They were like, <laughs> I didn't notice. How did I not notice that? Google it. They were like, this is. They were like little visors on his above his eyeballs. <laughs> always on the lookout for some some good eyebrows. Oh, um, while I was looking that up, I'll throw out another fact because usually Elijah's the one to come up with the facts but I couldn't help it because I was so in love with this <laughs> but um, I, I read that the casting director like I think 4,000 guys showed up to you know try out for the movie and they actually prioritized skating ability above acting ability and they picked the okay, best okay I was wondering about that yeah, yeah so it was all like real I was very curious if there were hockey players that became actors or actors that became hockey players yeah, but I sense. think it worked because, like, you know, they're acting as, like, college kids, basically, which are pretty yeah. much the oh, easiest yeah. people to act as because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. oh, yeah, thanks. Well, most of them, except for, this is one of my one of my uh, more negative notes, is that Jim Craig, look, that, whoever that actor is that played him, that guy's got to be, like, 35 years old when they film this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. He had that, that 5 o'clock <laughs> shadow, pretty serious all the time. <laughs> Also, did you notice how like I don't know if it was this was true to life, but like O'Callahan and I think all of the players referred to Herb Brooks as Herb and not Coach. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't notice Herb. that. Have you ever referred to a Coach by <laughs> Thanks, his Herb. Herb? Never in my life, Thanks, especially Herb. that guy. Look, Herb. Did, did you see the eyebrows? No, I can't find them. One thing that I didn't like about it, um, it seemed like the first whole like hour and ten minutes was just about the roster. Uh, yeah. And I know it's an integral part of the movie, but it just seemed a little bit like they could have established it in the first thirty minutes or so <laughs> who the team is. I think but. I think I agree with you to some extent, but at the same time, it it affords you the opportunity to really get to know each of the characters individually and to yeah. understand their personality. Like the scene where he's calling out the names is such a crucial scene because they right. sort of linger on each guy as the name is called and the way they react to their name being called like tells you so much about who that each every, each one of those guys is. Yeah, their personality. I had mar- yeah. that scene marked off as just the acting in that scene. Like in one shot, each of those got those actors gets across so much about like who their character who is are. just by the way he reacts to his name being yeah. called. Yeah, and then... No, I liked the whole tryout scene and everything. It just... I don't know. I would have liked more hockey, you know, games rather than, I don't know, the beginning of the movie, which was a lot of just, like, mind games that Herb was playing. See, um, see Sean, that's that sports so. deprivation talking. You just want to see that that action. So I just want to well, see some more games, dude. I feel in the same way with the... Uh, with the, the actual like game against the USSR in the same way that they they seamlessly integrated the Al Michaels play by play they should have integrated some shots of the actual game that's oh, really yeah. i think that would have that would have taken the movie to the next level i mean to we're kind level. of we're kind of stepping on our next section which is cut a scene add a scene we're kind of Ooh, just seamlessly transitioning right in into it but if there's one thing i could add to this movie it would have been some more just some more content from the original time period, from yes. the original game. That was the yeah. one thing I would like to add. If I'm ta- so to go into cut a scene, add a scene. If I gotta, if I want to add some some footage of the actual game, 
I'm taking away I'm taking away some of the dialogue with the wife. Unnecessary. <laughs> Dude, I wrote totally pointless. <laughs> I wrote a note down for that because the wife of Herb Brooks goes to goes to Herb and says, like, when did we have that conversation? <laughs> Just like, it's the same same wife, same typical like wife of the main character athlete speech. Why didn't we have this discussion together? I'm not angry that you made the decision. I'm just angry that you made it without me. Like the same lines, same character. I mean, I I don't think it's sexist to say like they like Careful. give me. I'm fired the female character in there. I just want some more dimension to her. Just give me a little more dimension, yes. not just the same old, same old. Oh, you're wearing yourself into the ground. You can't do this to our family. You our know, kids whatever. need to get picked yada, up. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Patricia Clarkson's a really good actress, but she just doesn't have a lot of good dialogue. Yeah, I need some more dimension there. So instead of that, I'm just cutting those scenes out, cutting the wife scenes out of the movie, <laughs> and I'm adding in some adding in some footage of the actual game, and I'm actually going to cheat a little bit. And I want a subplot. I want more interaction Ooh. between the Russian coach and Kurt Russell. Yeah. That like you're saying, the Russian coach, he's on this he's he's in a couple of shots. They cut over to him yeah. a couple of times, and every time they cut over to him, that guy's electric. And yeah. they're like, I wanna know what is that guy's deal? Yeah. I wanna like, know more yeah. about that guy. See him the KGB? What is his deal? So a fist fight or something, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or like there's the scene yeah. where he walks by him on the yes. street and they're like sort of having the parade he down and they're like looking at each other and they just sort of nod, which is tight. It's cool. But I don't know. Maybe a little something there. Maybe they get they they're like they're they're getting some uh, coffee together at the you know how like Holiday Inn Express they give you free breakfast. <laughs> Maybe they're there they're there getting some scrambled eggs together and they look over and they have a conversation. You know, a somebody little, burns little a waffle. Something, something. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the uh, a little spice. Speaking of the Russian coach, um, <laughs> there's a scene where he's yelling at the refs. Do all the refs need to be bilingual and speak both languages of both teams? Because like, if he's just yelling know. at him in Russian, the ref was like the ref looked like the guy from Canada. Like he had the flow. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, boys, let's keep it." Cool. Oh yeah, I need to re- gonna go go about yeah, the game. Going back to that was one of my best things was all of the guys had like perfect flows. All the flow was sick. Yeah, and uh, Herb's blazers and um, <laughs> plaid pants. Like, why are you showing up to the the Biggest game with plaid pants. Power move. That was the time, uh, man. That was the, the time yeah. period. It was the 80s, baby. <laughs> the 80s, baby. They didn't the let 80s. you forget it either, right? All the the Nixon no. and the Carter stuff. And it was just like nonstop, like, this is America now. We're I thought it was 80s. so funny. Like, the very beginning of the movie, not to, like, go off track, but the very beginning of the movie, it's like, Nixon, this is not an invasion of Cambodia. And then it just shows, like, a headline, U.S. invades Cambodia. <laughs> But um, I think if I were to cut a scene, the the Christmas party scene, like not only was it not historically accurate, I just thought it didn't add anything. Like he's just oh. they give him the award, and it's like oh, I'm not gonna give a speech, and then he just like walks out. It was just so weird. Well, they, give, they give him they give him a whip. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, not an award, a, a present, but like he just walks out. It's like <laughs> they're gag gifts. Nah, dog. I just thought that was he dumb. just walks out. But then, no, uh, along no the I like that yeah. scene. I'm all about it. It's a bunch of, it's like you capture, I, like, obvious. I'm not really a big Jimmy Carter fan, but uh, that's Jimmy Carter yeah. giving the speech in the background. Yes. Right? Hopefully, hopefully, I may be revi- revisiting this in damage control. <laughs> no, next I think week. it's Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I think it's Jimmy. But, uh, Maybe it's Gerald Ford. The, the speech he's driving in the car, 
they're they're there playing football it's electric it's just like so american <laughs> they're showing just like some some american scenery that's like Christmas. that's just like priming the juices for later on to get you really feeling very patriotic to get you in the zone for this this stretch run of olympic games that are about to go on they got to get you get they got to show you what's at stake here it's the american dream the american way of life agreed agree to agree to disagree essential <laughs> it is es- essential like, listen i could have plenty like That's there's fine. no shortage of americana going on in this movie but yeah, so I would also, along like your lines, I would definitely like to see the original footage of the actual guys. So like at that end credits where you see like all the actors and then the players and then like where they are now. Side note, how funny was it that like they're all either working in finance or real estate? Yeah, they're all investment <laughs> bankers. This guy works for Bear Stearns. This guy works for, you know, this guy capital. trades bonds. Yeah. This guy. It was like slap shot capital. <laughs> All hockey bros <laughs> yeah. get into finance yeah. eventually. Is, yeah. So, um, but where was I? Try to see not a So you're cutting the you're cutting the the cabin or the cabin football in the snow. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, and I'm adding scene. like more like so you have the picture of the actor who played O'Callahan, and then you have like O'Callahan in real life, either now or back then, like skating. Uh, that would be. I would like to see that. Yeah. They should have skated. They should have had each one of them skate out on the court, and then they all stand in a line at the Ooh. end. They're all skating out onto yeah. the the ice. That rink would have been sick. Together. God, why don't they put me in charge of these movies? <laughs> I should have got you. You were in fourth grade. <laughs> My Addison would be more the gold medal game. I mean, this was a, a you know mm. the game of the century, as it was called. But I felt like would have been good to have like maybe four or five it's, minutes it's of the final game. It's kind of a big game. deal, right? <laughs> yeah. The gold medal game. It's kind of important. Doesn't matter yeah. at all. So I would have added some more of that. Um, probably would have cut, like I said, maybe some of the like first hour of them like just traveling around. What did they? They played like Harvard. I don't know. There's just some scenes in there where it's sort of like, yeah, they beat Harvard. They should beat Harvard. Like, why are we showing this? Yeah. Um, so just yeah. to cut out some of the the beforehand and get just more out of hockey. Um, <laughs> One of my questions was, who do you, who are the Russians of today? Like, who do you, what is the power of sports, you know, in today's world, besides maybe the USA? Like, I feel like it was so much in our parents' generation was like, the Russians are awful. Um, Got to beat the Russians. It wasn't just a game. It was like, and then it was the Germans and like our grandparents' generation to beat them um, during and after the war. At like track and field like and stuff like that. I feel like it's still Russia. <laughs> well, they're like out of the Olympics now because of all the doping, right? They like can't compete in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good question. I think it depends on. It's more. A lot of it is broken down into sport. I feel like it's all you know. It'd probably be China. I mean, just on medal standpoint. Can yeah. you can you imagine like that's true? Can you imagine training your whole life to go to the Olympics and it's like you're just working so hard and you do like uh you do like the uh, moguls or something or you do like the luge. And then you go to go to Lake Placid and you compete in the Olympics and it's like nobody even cares because they're all focused on the miracle on ice. It's like, dang it, that would be brutal. You win a gold medal. Um, here's a question: If you could recast one role in the movie, who you, you can swap out one actor with another actor, who are you swapping out? Who are we putting in? I didn't know which uh, player I would replace, but I feel like, like we said earlier, they they focus a lot on like who can play hockey. But I feel like Shia LaBeouf needs to be in this movie. 
Was he too young at he was, the time? Yeah, he was 2004. I mean, I feel like he'd be around the same age. He had just come out with. What would he? Have, what would he play, Sean? Uh, he might be too young. Like you, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Jim Craig, the goalkeeper. Yeah, I thought he was fine. So I don't know. I feel like Shia LaBeouf okay. is like not serious enough. <laughs> he would have been a teenager, so it might. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta do some quick math here because Miracle was filmed in 2004. Which is 16 years ago, correct? Yes. yes. So Eddie Cahill, who played Jim Craig in the movie, is 42 years old. So if he's 42 years old now, 42 minus 16, he was 26 when they filmed the movie. 20, 28. No, 20, am I 26. the math wrong? 26. <laughs> <laughs> He's young enough. He's, he's 26. I, I He's not as old as I thought he was. He's just an old-looking dude, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> he's significantly older than Shia LaBeouf, though, who is, only, who is under 35, I believe. Yeah, he's 33. I think if I had to uh, recast somebody, it doesn't make sense probably because this guy probably didn't look anything like him, but is it Mikhail or Mikolov, the head, like the, the beast on the Russian team? Yeah. yeah. I'd swap him out for the actor who played Ivan Drago. Just like this gigantic, <laughs> enormous, jacked hockey player. That's uh, another fun. one where the uh, the ages don't really match up. But I see what you're saying. You need a bigger, more imposing, per- uh, more imposing character there. How old he would have been? Like what is Rocky from the what is Rocky? 80s? Rocky's in the 80s for sure. So he would have been like 50. <laughs> <laughs> 50 year old playing hockey but that's what's crazy a lot of the guys on the Russian team at that point were like not maybe not in their 50s but they were like 30s and 40s they were yeah, old everyone else Dolph is using Lundgren who plays who played Drago I want to say he's in his like 60s now yes so we've been like 50s Dolph Lundgren like is 40s, 62 50s. so yeah when they filmed this movie he was in his late 40s which is too old to be I think playing that character. Uh, I'm thinking if I recast a character, I'm recasting that assistant coach. Oh, I was thinking about him, Craig. No, I thought he gave like a big nothing burger of a performance. Some people might call that subtle. I call it boring. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're taking him out. He's going out, and instead we're casting Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. <laughs> No, not Jeff Goldblum. I want this movie like no. I want this movie like thirty five percent weirder. <laughs> so we're putting Jeff Goldblum Stop in it. for that role instead. That would be horrible. hilarious. <laughs> Let's get weird. Let's get crazy. <laughs> he would have gone. That's crazy. the beauty of the recast is you can do anything you want. So if you want to do a DH Dolph Lundgren playing Dude, as the main bad guy, like okay, Boris, you can go for that. I just looked it up. Boris Mikhailov, Mikhailov, who is the best player on the team. He was thirty five. At the Olympics. Oh. And Dolph okay. Lundgren okay. is blonde and very young looking, so he could probably make it. <laughs> so. That would have been funny. All right. That's fine. So here's a few more just miscellaneous questions to close us out. How much How much would you pay for a ticket to go back in time and be at this game? Oof. Because I was thinking about this while watching the movie, and I think for me it's like, I'm, we're looking at like a five a five figure number. Wow! Here. Five I think figures. I'd I think I'd go up to like fifteen thousand dollars to go back in time Holy to watch this crap. game. I don't I even have fifteen thousand like, dollars. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine the vibes. <laughs> Dang, the vi- that would be sick. But then you'd be yeah. like, 
what <laughs> at least like 50 now we're going regard <laughs> you're going to, you mean no you you're like you're going back for a night and you're just there oh, you're there. you're present at the game and then you're coming back in time mm. you got a time machine you can do whatever you want you have a time machine and you also have a bank account with with a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> so it doesn't matter because you can go back and get all the sports scores you can put money in, a, in an IRA. I would, I, would, I would probably spend up to like two to three k. Yeah, well, I just hold his head. That's the like answer nice, I'm looking for. Like You're a, thinking about this too much. Okay. Like a nice the vacation. And Elijah, the, the answer Elijah wants, I think the stimulus check is going to be like twelve hundred bucks. I would give twelve hundred bucks. That's how much I would go. You get your, <laughs> my full stimulus check to I mean, go it's back the, in it's time. It's the game of the century, Rudy. You gotta pay. I know. I think it's a low. It's a low five-figure number. Dang, bro! Big spender over here. Jeez. I just love a good underdog upset, and then a historic one, and then one that's also top, like symbolically toppling a communist regime. Yeah, that was the biggest (laughs) part. (laughs) Checks all the boxes. Here's another question: Is part of the reason that the U.S. won? Because the initials of our country are much more chantable than the initials USSR. Ooh. Like, you can't hear people at a game going, USSR, USSR. Like, but you can hear people going, USSR, USSR. That was a big chills moment. It, so It probably did help them that it was in Lake Placid. How has the chantability of our nation's initials impacted our success on the global stage? Big time. Big time, dude. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think it's a crucial factor. <laughs> Branding is everything. When you when you when they heard it like before they went out on the ice, didn't you guys just like get so amped? It's just like hear that. Oh, of course. Changing for you. Yeah. Then they're holding them back. They're like, we're not ready for you. I was I was ready to go on the out on the ice myself, even though I can barely skate. I did love (laughs) all of his mind games, like trying to bench a guy, (laughs) like making them do the suicides. (laughs) It was just like awesome. Yeah. Those suicides, the again. Again. That was brutal. Who's going to bench Jim what you, you guys think of the doctor who was like also Ooh. kind of Russian? Like, what was his deal? <laughs> <laughs> I think he yeah, was, was German. Is he supposed to be yeah, German? He's supposed to be German. He's like a spy. Is he German? But he looked like Warren Buffett, kind of. Um, <laughs> he's a German. Here's a question. Would this... Just a kind old man. Do you think this movie would be better if it was bumped up to a PG-13 or an R rating? Because, okay... I knew I knew some hockey players in college, and one thing I know about <laughs> hockey players, they love to uh, use colorful language. <laughs> and to me, that was one of the most unrealistic parts of this th- this movie. Is there's scenes where they're so clearly like a normal, like if it was a normal, truly accurate depiction, they're definitely using a couple cuss words in there. They're not just like totally clean with each other. So, do you think that? amps up the uh the emotional stakes of the movie at all sean uh, i mean i don't i'm know. not saying like, like crazy like can't it, watch with your mom yeah no no i'm not not saying we're that's what i'm talking i'm about like 15 15, <laughs> 15 is the i'm not going up to the 50s or the 60s we're not doing like quentin tarantino 15. level here we're just doing 15 f's. we're just doing you know very very tasteful yeah 15 15 f's you may be like 20 S words, something like that. <laughs> Loose concept for the kids. I feel like I, I, I remember my dad took me to go see this movie in theaters when I was in like third or fourth grade. So I feel like if it was rated PG-13 or R, I, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to go see it. And I, I had a really good memory of yeah. going to see this in yeah. theaters. So as fourth grade me, I would say no. <laughs> no, I think I that's I think that's it. the right take. I think you're right on that. But you know what? I just thought I'd 
throw it out there for discussion. They could have released an they could have released an uncut version. Yeah, they should like re-release the movie as like the R-rated unrated. version where Coach Herb is just like chewing guys out. Yeah, but he totally like he totally had to have been right. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. It is it is an interesting question though. Like, would it make the stakes higher with all of those arguments? I just think it. That one guy, that one guy got not, so pissed not because that, uh, Herb that eloquent candy ass. <laughs> he was like, "What'd you call me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, Come on, man. <laughs> That'll yeah. get him to play. How dare you call me that? Is it rated PG? Uh, it's PG. PG. I thought it was just G. Oh, wow. wow, risky, risky <laughs> movie for Disney. <laughs> Dude, one one like interesting thing. Where are all these new Disney sports movies? They're not like happening. they used to make a lot of them. Remember the Titans, yeah. Invincible, Glory Road, Secretariat, this movie. Well, I mean, I guess The Way Back just came out. Yeah, but that's not a Disney right. movie. I, I guess they just, they're not they didn't pull in they're not the main cash draw there, right? They're just gonna mm. do whatever sells tickets. Yeah, I was yeah, also just thinking sad. about like what a miracle on ice uh, ride just, at Disney World would look like. <laughs> you just like go on the you go on the ice and you just like do suicides for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an ice skating rink. Really. <laughs> very, very creative. Yeah, it's just you're on these like these carts that are on skates and they just slide up <laughs> the same thing back and forth, back and forth. And there's a Kurt Russell animatronic there off to the right side that just says again. <laughs> Good. And there's just a whistle blowing. Pitch that, pitch that idea to Disney. <laughs> I've got your newest ride. Where the ending song? Where does this rank oh, yes, on I your ending song that. list? Dream on, Aerosmith. <laughs> Come on. Come you on. guys got go ahead. No, I loved that ending song. It was so great. It's just because perfect. It, like, it wasn't involved in the movie at all. He's like, you have to be dreaming. That kind of music was not there at all. Yeah. And then it just like bland. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, I don't know. Here comes I a crappy take. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you need something a little more more. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Aerosmith guy, <sighs> so I'm letting my my personal musical opinions. Uh, color my. What would you? What would you? What would you pick? What would I pick instead? We're going. Yeah. You need something American. You need something. Born in the USA. Yeah, so that's it. I think you need Springsteen. Mm. Maybe not born in the USA. Maybe born in the USA. It's like sort of a mixed message about Vietnam, and but it's not really like. I don't know. Just pr- I think just you do, proud I think to be an American. Is the move though. Yeah, <laughs> proud to be an American. Yes, definitely. That's the one. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Any other uh, any other closing thoughts? Anything we didn't touch on that you were hoping we would touch on? Um, the trilogy of Gavin O'Connor sports films. This is the first one: Miracle, then Warrior, then The Way Back. Oh. No way. This is directed by the same guy that directed Warrior? This is Gavin O'Connor. Shoot. Same guy. What? We should film a podcast about Warrior. You record a podcast, you mean? No, film one. And then take the sound and post it on (laughs) Apple. (laughs) Yes, our usual usual process. (laughs) Yeah, so that's just a little, little trivia point. 
That's surprising, though, because he put the same exact wife and uh, athlete <laughs> or coach scene in it as he did in uh, Warrior. That's his calling I guess card. He, he did it in... <laughs> He did it in Miracle, and he was like, you know what? That scene worked really well. I should reuse that someday. And then Warrior came around, and he's like, wait, we don't even have to write this scene. I already have the lines written down. He went go. back to his desk, and he pulled out the, the Miracle script. Yeah. Here you go. Tell him that you wish you had made the decision together. I'm telling you. No, just just trust me. The people the people will love it. Dude, it's, it's a great. whole sports universe of all of these all these guys living the same world. Well, I mean, that's just the loose concept. Uh, theory in general yeah. that all movies are interconnected are actually connected oh yeah I actually wanted to yeah. talk about that is uh, in that Christmas scene <laughs> Kurt Russell looks at the the star that his child left behind it's like we left a star for you daddy and didn't he like play Santa Claus in that Christmas movie on Netflix I was like there's the there's <laughs> the connection really think Santa. about it <laughs> yeah. Brooks played by Kurt Russell later became Father Christmas yep they all tie together well, boys, before we close the pod, we always have to answer the question to end all questions. Is this movie in your top 20? Yes or no? We always prefer to ask it after the fact. So you have, you know, all the emotional vibes of the movie still in mind. Fresh. Sean, is it top 20 for you? You were the Sean like was the I'm one just full see- disclosure. Sean was the one that initially suggested this movie. So yeah, it's not a top twenty because oh, I love I love it, but it's not one of my favorite sports movies. So I feel like I have to reserve reserve some spots, but it's definitely it's being too careful. It's top forty. Top forty. Okay, Rudy, is it top twenty? I feel like every movie we watch, Rudy's yeah. like, "This is top twenty for me." I know. Yeah. I don't care. That's the thing. Are we going to keep track? Like, Rudy's top. Rudy's because I'm not putting it in my top twenty. Rudy's top twenty is forty movies long. <laughs> How could this not like, especially at a time like this? Like, this is the movie we need. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did think that was interesting. I mean, something we've talked a lot about recently is you know how this current period in time with coronavirus and all this stuff going on is gonna carry on throughout history and how we're going to be looking back on it someday and the there was one of the takeaways like just the opening credit montage of this movie i noticed is that like really every moment is a historical moment we're always living in history you know they go through that whole you know the whole opening credit scene is just you know significant event after significant event after significant event everything you know is a significant event Mm -hmm. so while i do think this is a very is like a very historical time and it's something that you know we're going to be talking about to our kids there every time is sort of historical time waits for no man horrible take <laughs> <laughs> totally disagree this is totally unique it's like this is the biggest thing that's happened since 9-11 it's like 9-11 happened in this that was 20 years ago well what about like the iraq war what about like, it was a crazy, horrible thing. It's history. It's historic, but it's not, like, what's happening now. Like, what happens now is, like, basically, what happened after 9-11 is everything changed. What happens after today, like, this whole coronavirus thing, I think everything's going to change after this, you know? What about the Eagles winning yeah. the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Is it is it is this in your top 20, Elijah? No, it's not. Boo. I'm very, very... I, it's a really good movie. The, my top 20 is sacred. It's a sacred thing. I keep it uh, very... Very trim and concise, and uh, there's only eleven movies on. <laughs> there's there's, there's only eleven, and Rudy has forty on his. 
<laughs> just more positive vibes from Rudy than from me. Hey, someone's got to be a hater on this podcast. Yeah. It may as well be me. <laughs> well, boys, it's been fun. Did you guys have fun? I had fun. Yeah, I had fun. I had fun watching yeah. the movie, too. This was, like, much needed. Yeah, if you're going through the coronavirus downers right now, like, oh, watch this definitely. movie. It'll... Yeah. This will this will need, it'll help you. need a little yeah. something to remind you of the. It'll make it'll make you want to go do suicide. A little something to remind you of the uh, power of Wind the human sprints. spirit. This is the one. We can do it. Yep. We can do it. We got this, um, USA. All right, so a little preview of next week. Stay safe out there. I always like to keep it for the last last few minutes on the pod. A little tease, so you can you can watch it and get up to date. We're watching and discussing. The classic Haley Joel Osment movie, not The Sixth Sense, Secondhand Lions. <laughs> Will it make our top 20s? Who knows? So good. Maybe, maybe not. Only time. Probably yes. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely <laughs> on Rudy. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it loose. Love you guys. And conceptual. Price on my head. Is that dead or alive? No, no, no. Savvy star shooting. Hey, I, I have an idea. How about we get back to the important topics, like the fact that I almost had my face cut off by a Decepticon. As a taxpayer, I'd like to lodge a complaint. As a matter of fact, you look gorgeous. No, I'm. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. <laughs>